welcome to Agape Ministries Podcasts, a whole new way of thinking. Episode 77, part two of Geo Payne's teaching on the importance of your mind. Because thinking is not an instinct. Instinct. Proverbs 23.7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thank you. Yes. You like that one, don't you? Yeah. Say to yourself, As a man thinks, so he is. We become what we think. Proverbs, by the way, is full of good scriptures. So tip number three for you is control your thoughts. Hold them. Think on purpose. Proverbs 16, 16, 23. The mind of the wise instructs his mouth and adds learning and persuasiveness to his lips. The mind of the wise instructs his mouth. So hopefully you think before you speak. Sometimes we don't, and I know that. But hopefully, usually the words come out of what's in your mind. And, um, you know, don't entertain thoughts that are not from God. Don't entertain them. Sometimes we like, we hold them. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10.5, sorry, I'm quoting lots of scriptures because I research into this. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, hold your thoughts, take them captive. And I literally sometimes, when I hear something that is not from God, I go, whoop. And I check it out of my mind. Don't you dare coming into my mind which belongs to Christ. Take the thoughts captive. The Bible warns us about this. Feeding negative thoughts can be very, very dangerous. Um, I'll give you an example uh, of being on my own. I'm on my own, um, I wouldn't say often, but it it sometimes happens because of Dave's traveling quite a bit. So I find myself on my own and... um, because I'm, I'm not really an extrovert, I'm quite happy on my own, really. <laughs> so I just, sometimes, uh, uh, I've entertained the thought of, like, actually, it's quite nice. I can get on fine, really. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when he's not gone for a long time, I think, isn't it about time he goes on a trip or something? <laughs> Should he go? And, but if you can entertain, but seriously, uh, probably you're going to listen to this, it's going to tell me off. But, um, and then I go to work and I say, oh, David's away, so, uh, you know, I just had to sort out the kids and I was very, very busy. And, uh, and all the teachers are like, oh, well done, oh, yeah. Uh, do you like when he goes? I said, yeah, sometimes I do, actually. It's nice to be on my own, isn't it? And uh, you attract people who perhaps think that way. And, uh, and I had a, God really gave me this vision. It gave me a picture of like feeding the hyenas. Not that my colleagues look like hyenas, but <laughs> it was a bit like that. So with my thoughts coming through my words, I was saying to them, oh yes, husband can be really a pain, can't they? I, I wasn't saying it actually, but you, you kind of find yourself in this group and he was feeding the hyenas. And God gave me the scriptures and I stopped quick enough. And um, when I, uh, now what I do, as soon as I get this thought, when he's away, and as soon as I get this thought in my head, what I do is very practi- practical. I send him a text telling him how much I miss him. So, ha, got you thought, get out. And I send him out. And I guard my mouth. 
And another tip that I'd like to give you is to um, avoid, uh, sorry, hold your tongue. I do guard my mouth. I hold my tongue. And Proverbs, again, uh, 18.21 is, is full, of, full of that, talking about the tongue. Uh, but it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Wow, that's powerful. Death and life. What we say is so powerful. But my point is here in this seminar today is that it comes from your mouth. It comes from your mind. Because usually the words come from your mind, don't they? Really. So death and life is in the power of the tongue. So when you speak negative, you have a moan about the husband with other women. Um, it works really well, actually. You get a lot of conversation going, but it's like a spark. It's like feeding the hyenas. And soon enough, you find yourself being more and more negative. So I hold my tongue now. I said, no, I'm going to speak blessing on Dave. Why should I enter into a conversation when everybody's moaning about things that husbands don't do or they're supposed to do? I'm not going to have that. And, and I'm going to say, my husband, David, is the best man you could ever find on earth. And I'm very blessed by him. And he brought a lot of healing into my life. So um, sometimes that could be a bit of a conversation killer. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, it works for me and it works for my mind. And I need to guard my thoughts my mouth and my tongue. So it's very easy to be drawn into gossip, isn't it? I, I, I purpose, again, I think on purpose and I don't sit with the gossipers in the staff room. I don't do it anymore because I know what's going to happen and it's not good for me. Um, but the other thing I want to warn you uh, against is um, just bad companies. And I mentioned this before. So another tip, you just avoid bad companies. Um, I'm not suggesting that you hang around bad companies, but people are not very good for you. Uh, TV programs, books that are just, they're, they're trash, really. They're rubbish. Rubbish is an English word, isn't it? Trash is not. Uh, so they're rubbish, and it's like you're putting uh, things into your mind, and your, your mind becomes like a bin. Don't use your mind like a bin. So after my conversion, I've had many times when I was aware of the truth. And I allow myself to be overwhelmed by circumstances, by the storms of life. And I let the storms of life blow me off course. In that boat, you know, holding the rudder. And I let the storm of life blow me off course. And this, and this time is when I, when I had uh, young children. I had uh, three young children. At one point, it was uh, all three of them under the age of four. And uh, I just really struggled. And I was on my own. I had no physical help around. And all my friends had their own children. And they were in the same boat as me. Haha, the boat again. But uh, I find that uh, that, was a, that wasn't an enjoyable experience for me. And it's very difficult when everybody's saying, oh, isn't it great, children? Oh, such lives are wonderful. Oh, enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I'm not enjoying it. And you just want to punch them because this is not enjoyment. <laughs> Uh, this is not my idea of having fun, um, and especially the, the, the older ladies or people who have gone through it. They don't go through it anymore, so they go, oh, enjoy it. It's so lovely. And, uh, and I, I frankly hated it, and I'm ashamed of it saying it now, because at one point I said some horrible things, even in the presence of my children, that I wish to do so-and-so rather than be with you, for example. And I, it, it's just a uh, very hurtful word that I've said. And I, and I had to seriously repent of that. And God has done tremendous healing in my life since then. But at the time, it was very hard. And I allowed that storm uh, to spiral into, well, really, I wasn't diagnosed as depressive. But for me, it was. It was really depression, basically. That's what it was. 
and I was down for some time. And David, again, once again, was my blessing through it because I wouldn't have done it without him. He was very helpful, very supportive. Um, so we're constantly attacked from every angle in life by lies. And there is a devil. Um, well, I believe to it anyway. You might not believe. But I think there is a devil. He's the accuser. And he's the father of all lies. And he keeps telling a lie. The first lie I heard is that, well, you become a Christian. You're not doing so well as a mother, though, are you? Uh, so these are lies that we need to just bat away and take the thoughts captive and throw it away. The devil loves putting us down and accusing us. But as Christians, we know the final victory. But he can, like I said before, he can surely make your life hell now. Therefore, we need to keep our minds set on what is truth. Come with me, if you may, to Colossians 3. Colossians 3, 2. The whole chapter, in fact, is beautiful. But the verse 2 says, Set your minds and keep them set on what is above. The higher things, not the things that are on, an earth, that are on earth. For you have died and your real life is hid with Christ in God. So set your minds and keep them set. So it's no good doing it just once. I need to keep them set. We are more than conquerors. So I started to research truth to give me strength. I started to look into the scriptures to help me get through that uh, dark period in my life when the children were very small. And I started to preach to myself. You see, we are more than conquerors, says in Romans 8. And I, I meditated upon that. And I said, what does it mean? Because we are winners is one thing. We conquer is one thing. But the Bible says that we are more than conquerors. And I suddenly realized that the way I interpret it is that for me, being more than conquerors means that when the temptation comes to listen to the lie, to hang around with people who are not good for you, to just go down into depression, the temptation is there. But when you're more than conquerors, not only you have victory over it, but you already come prepared. So when the temptation comes, you're already prepared because you've got all these scriptures up your sleeves. You're going to throw the scriptures. That's what Jesus did, by the way, in Deuteronomy, in the, in the desert. And he was quoting scriptures. So we're only learning what is Jesus did. He was quoting, quoting uh, scriptures at the devil, tempting him. He wasn't saying, right, let's have a conversation. Let's, uh, let's talk about this, devil. No, he was just quoting scriptures. So in my life, when I have difficulties, I just quote, quote scriptures to myself. And that really helps me. So it helped me to write down scriptures. That's another tip for you. Write them down. Write them down wherever you can and meditate on them. Um, the temptations could be many. Oh, I'll give you another example. When I go into London, we often go into London. We're very blessed to live very close to London. So we, when we go in, I just have this temptation of um, fantasizing about living on my own in a nice flat in London <laughs> and what would I would do. And uh, I just, because I love the bars, I, was, I grew up in a city. I grew up in a, in a city, not as big as London, obviously, but... Uh, and I just, I miss the buzz sometimes. Now I live out in the sticks. But I've begun to love St. Albans, by the way. I love the countryside, and I'm really get used to it. Now, I wouldn't want to live in London, I don't think. But occasionally, when we go into it, I get this fantasy of, like, nice, and what would my flat look like? And you can entertain your thoughts, you know, and there's no children around. <laughs> uh, 
But it's bad. I realize how bad that is. I don't want that. And I just, because I say to myself so often now, in fact, it's not happening anymore for me. So what's that all about? I was just entertaining thoughts that are not true. Because I'm married and I have three children and I wouldn't want to live in London. And it's not good for them living in London and have very good schools. And uh, so I fight before I get to the fighting match with the devil. So I'm already prepared. So I come with my scriptures ready. And, you know, don't get, don't get depressed into thinking, oh, but I can't do it, but it's so hard. So what I do, uh, for example, I can't, I can't have just one biscuit because if I start having one, I have the whole tin. So what I do, I don't buy biscuits anymore because I can't control myself. You can. Buy the biscuits, put them in front of you and say, I'll have two. <laughs> but teach, tell, tell it to yourself. And uh, I know it doesn't look like it, but I do have this kind of... Uh, you okay? I do have this... This kind of thing that uh, with uh, with snacks, you know, I just like snacks. I keep I keep saying today, I say, "This is my last one," and I keep going, you know, because I have. You do feel like sometimes you can't control yourself, but you can. So say to yourself, chocolates, biscuits, you know, tell it to yourself. What's this all about? I can't control myself. Yes, I can. I got a mind, and I have a body that I want to protect because I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. Because you learnt it in scriptures. So therefore, I'm going to have a biscuit. I'm going to have a chocolate. I just have the one. Maybe I'll have two. If I'm very, very naughty, I might have three. But I won't have the whole tin. I don't need to have the box of chocolate. When we feed on truth, we begin to be shaped by the truth. And uh, I recently got a... Have I got time for this? Almost, yeah. Um, I just had a revelation about Mary recently, and I won't tell you the whole story because it's really quite long, but uh, basically I carry around this medal now, and, um, and this medal I got, um, uh, sorry, it's a long story, but it's, it's a very powerful story, but the medal has Mary holding a child. And the truth that I received from God recently is um, that, God, uh, that children are a blessing and a gift from God. And I knew this. But uh, for various reasons, I really didn't know it, know it in my core. Uh, and now I know, and I suddenly got Mary. <laughs> it's, I grew up as Catholic, but Mary for me has become so important. And when I wrote this talk, I suddenly thought of Mary. She, she, she actually was shaped by the truth. She was really shaped by the truth. <laughs> she took shape. And I want that for my life. And I, and I pray that this will happen for you, that you will be shaped by the truth. I feel shaped already. Mm-hmm. You know, why, I'm not being arrogant by saying this, but because I, I do take the scripture seriously, because I have to live by that, because otherwise, I said to my children, when they come to disturb me when I pray, oh, can I have this, can I have that, can I speak to you? I said, sorry, darling, I need to pray, because if I don't pray, I'd be a very bad mummy. <laughs> and they know what that means. <laughs> so they go. <laughs> so they just go, because they've seen me. Um, but I just hold the truth and I pray to God that I'll be shaped by the truth and that my mind will be shaped by the truth. Our minds will certainly change shape because there'll be no room for anything else. That's the other thing I forgot to tell you. When I became a Christian, I, had, I got rid of all bad things and I felt like, oh yes, I'm going to get rid of this, get rid of that. But really it was empty. And then I couldn't progress in my walk with God because my mind was then empty and you know what the Bible says? There was a very powerful parables that when the devils get all cast out, then they come even more because it's empty, it's free, it's all cleaned up. So, and I had to learn 
to stuff it with truth. And I really want to stuff it. You need to put a lot in there. Because if you, if you put a lot of truth, then your mind will change shape. As Mary was physically shaped by the truth. Jesus, the word of God incarnate. And don't use the, your mind as a rubbish bin for the devil. Use it as a, as a pot, as a flowering pot where things grow. So finally, I just want to take time to, uh, to pray. And um, I'm going to ask, um, I didn't realize there's, there's quite a lot of people here. So I'm going to read you a prayer that I found in, Pro, in, in Pro, Proverbs 16. And then we're just going to minister to each other. Um, by the way, I just come across a recently uh, a ministry called uh, Sozer, which means saved, hold, made, uh, delivered. Um, it's a very anointed ministry. And what I love about that ministry is that it's in a, in, in a healing through, through prayer. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a session that takes two hours at the most, and you don't. It's very, very powerful, and, uh, and I've had it on me. And, uh, and I just found that what's very, was very passionate about the ministry is all based on renouncing uh, lies and declaring truth. So you would say, Father God, what is the lie that I'm believing? And you wait, and um, then you get the lie. You think, yeah, the lie I'm believing is that I'm really not a very good speaker. I'm rubbish. So, and then you say, Holy Spirit, what is the truth? And you wait. Thank you, Father. I declare the truth that I'm a child of God, like any of you here. And that, in fact, we're all preachers. And it's a very powerful ministry, so I just recommend it to you. But proverb, back to Proverbs 16, 3. If you... If you Sozo, S-O-Z-O, saved, hold, is a Greek word that appears, Z-O, yeah, appears a number of times in the, hundreds of times in the New Testament. Um, so if you want to shut your eyes now and just... I know we talked about the mind, but put your hands on, into your middle, onto your stomach, because that is our center is our core um, Jesus is all over you as in inside you but somehow I, I do this to represent the core of my being a lot of exercises don't they the Pilates and all the rest of it based on the core of you what holds you up and that's where we put the, the belt of truth we've been asked to, uh, to guard ourselves we put a belt of truth which interesting enough is in the middle the truth is not really on your head, but it's the belt of truth because it's your core, it's your real being. I'm going to pray this prayer over you and then we're going to take time to minister to each other uh, towards the end of the, this seminar. What did I say? 16.3. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to be agreeable with your will. With his will, I beg your pardon. So I'm going to pray over you in Jesus' name that as you roll your works, as you give all your works, your life, your ministries, your jobs, 
your family life, and you roll, as you roll them upon the Lord, that you will be able to commit and trust them wholly to him, your Father God. May Father God cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. Lord, I pray for every single person here that their minds will be covered in the blood of Jesus right now. Lord, I pray that every thought will be in line with God's word. Lord, I pray that everyone here would have a passion for scripture, for reading the word of God, for feeding on it. I pray this in the mighty name of my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. May I suggest that for five minutes you will turn to uh, the person sitting next to you and would you pray this prayer over one another about asking the person if there is a lie that they believe and lead them through renouncing that lie and then ask them to receive a truth a truth and get them to declare that truth okay and just stand as a witness to that and you'll be in agreement with each other that that is the truth that they're holding on to it so i want you to walk away from this seminar thinking that is my truth for the day and leave the lies here not too close to me. <laughs> Leave them right here. Okay. Is that all right? And, and then you're, you're released because I know you've got other seminars to go to. Wonderful. So thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Our prayer is that as you listen and reflect on these teachings, that you'll be encouraged to continue your journey, to maximize your potential, to have a good and a happy life. So sign in again next week for more teaching on how you can follow the Jesus way to experience your life as filled with meaning, purpose and joy. So God bless and stay safe.